Hey there, thank you so much for listening. This is the Big Time Talkers Podcast. We're everywhere. Apple, iTunes, Spotify, iHeartMedia, Blog Talk Radio, wherever you subscribe to your podcast. I'm Burke Allen, broadcasting this week from the lovely U.S. Virgin Islands on St. John. But I had to make this call happen. It's with author Peter Goldenbach, and he's written a new book called Whispers of the Gods. It's due in March, but already Publishers Weekly and lots of others are calling it one of the best baseball books of all time. In the book, Peter brings to life the greats of the sport from the 40s, the 50s, and 60s. They are timeless stories, and they're told straight from the players themselves to our guest today, Peter Goldenbach. Thanks for being on the show. My pleasure. You have written a lot of sports books. People are going to know your name if they're into baseball, certainly, including that great Billy Martin book. Uh, but you've also written everything from, from basketball to, to NASCAR. Why write this book? Why write Whispers of the Gods? Well, you know, over the years, uh, I've written a number of team histories, um, starting with Dynasty, that was my very first book, which where I interviewed 50 or 60 Yankee players who played during the years um, between 1949 and 1964, where they won pennants almost every year. Uh, and then I wrote Bums, which was an oral history of the Brooklyn Dodgers, and I got to interview so many of those Dodgers. And I did the same with, with the Red Sox, a book called Fenway, uh, the Chicago Cubs, Wrigleyville, uh, St. Louis Cardinals and Browns, uh, the book was called The Spirit of St. Louis. And I would interview, you know, so many of their star players and not star players uh, for, you know, an hour, hour and a half each. Right. Uh, and so I've got I've got this trove of over 300 interviews. I taped them all cassette tapes. And I just thought, you know, when I when I was uh, a junior at Dartmouth College, I was the sports editor of the Dartmouth. And in the mail one day arrived this book called The Glory of Their Times by a man named Larry Ritter, who later became a pretty good friend of mine. Uh, Larry was a professor of economics at NYU. And uh, he spent five years uh, going around the country, uh, sometimes going with his son, uh, to interview many of the players, or not many, but but quite a few of the players who played in the 1910s and 1920s, uh, teammates of Ty Cobb, people who played with and against Bay Ruth. Um, you know, I, and I read this thing, and I and I thought to myself, "Gosh, Larry, Larry has saved memories of this era." In right book in this book and i it's still to me what i consider to be the bible of baseball it's it's just mesmerizing to read from the lips of these great players uh their memories and what they had to say about their teammates and opponents and so it occurred to me one day that you know i had certainly enough material uh, using using these interviews that I did, because, you know, I would interview, say, for for a book on the Brooklyn Dodgers, I'd interview, say, Roy Campanella and use, you know, a page or two of that material. 
this is a conversation we had for an hour or hour and a half. Right. And I thought, you know, uh, wouldn't it be terrific to, to transcribe this interview I had with Roy Campanella uh, and, and make it part of a book, which would be, in a sense, the sequel to The Glory of Their Times. And, um, you know, I, I, I started doing this. Uh, it, it really, the idea for it really came when Jim Bouton died. Uh, Jim was a very close friend of mine uh, for several years. He and I lived in Englewood, New Jersey. He was about three, four blocks from my house. Uh, I would, I would, you know, we, we would do things together. He uh, invited me to join the CBS All-Star softball team. I played for CBS for about six, seven years because of him. Uh, we would race our cars on the streets. <laughs> uh, we, we would have just, uh, he, he was very much like a brother to me. Um, I babysat his kids when they were, you know, 11, 9, and 7. Um, was very, very close to their families. Um, and, and when Jim died, uh, I just thought, you know, wouldn't it be something to be able to, to save his you know, memories, uh, the, the conversations I had with him for Dynasty. And so um, not only, you know, it's Jim Bowden and Marty Marion, Rex Barney, Stan Musial, uh, Tom Sturdivant, who I interviewed for the Dynasty book, who was marvelously uh, witty, and, and he had wonderful stories about Casey Stengel, and Mickey Mantle, certainly, who he was very close to. Right. Uh, Ted Williams called me up one day. He says, I want you to come over. <laughs> okay, Ted, why? He says, I want you to tell me why Joe Jackson belongs in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> so, I'm in St. Petersburg. He's somewhere in the middle of the state, in the middle of nowhere. So I get in the car and drive a couple hours to see Ted where he proceeds to tell me why Joe Jackson should be in the Hall of Fame, which I thought was very, very interesting. And it was quite a, a wonderful experience in the middle of the conversation. We called Bob Feller up on the phone. Uh, hey, Bob, uh, tell, tell this guy why Joe <laughs> should be in the Hall of Fame, which was absolutely hilarious. Um, and he did, of course. Uh, but, you know, I had Gene Conley when I did Fenway, Gene Conley, uh, as you probably remember, decided one day that he and Pumpsy Green would fly to Israel. Sort of a spur of the moment drunken thing. Uh, and, and in this book, you know, Connolly talks about that at great length. Um, interviewed Kirby Higby, who was a wonderful Dodger pitcher in the 40s. Very interesting guy. Uh, Phil Rizzuto, of course, who I loved. Bill was a wonderful, wonderful character. Uh, talked about, uh, <laughs> he had first tried out uh, for the Brooklyn Dodgers. Casey Stengel was the manager of the Dodgers at the time. And, and Stengel looks at Phil Rizzuto, who's about five foot four. Right. And he says, Ken, you ought to get yourself a shoe shine kit and go shine shoes. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, we're talking with Peter Golenbach. The new upcoming book is Whispers of the Gods. It's available for pre-order now at Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, wherever you get your books. And we'll be in bookstores everywhere in March. What a great gift for the baseball fan in your life, whether it's uh, your husband, uh, your father, your grandfather. Um, you were talking about your very first book. And I read somewhere, and, and I wanted to see if this is true, that you were an attorney for a publishing house. And then you basically pestered them into letting you write this book about your beloved Yankees. Is that true? There was no pester. I, I mean, I, I was working for Prentice Hall as a lawyer. Uh, wage and price, President Nixon's wage and price controls is what I was writing about. Uh, and this, this publication was a weekly publication that went to banks and to lawyers and to, I don't know, whoever cared about wage and price controls. But I discovered very early that the, the rules, whenever the, whenever the workers wanted to raise, they somehow used Nixon's wage and price controls to deny him the wages. But whenever the companies wanted to raise the prices on anything, there was always an exception to it. They could always raise the prices. Funny how that works, isn't it? <laughs> After about six weeks, I was sitting at lunch one day, opening up their trade book catalog, finding the books in the trade book catalog. They had a one, uh, two uh, by Lawrence Welk. Uh, they had, uh, there was a book called, because that's where the money was. There was this bank robber, this famous bank robber. Uh, he, 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 what was his name? Wendy? Willie Sutton. Willie Sutton is Willie Sutton's book. Um, and I thought to myself, well, let me back up a second. When I was about 12, 13 years old, I read a book uh, by Frank Graham called The New York Yankees. Okay. And it became my Bible. Uh, in that book, you know, conversations with Babe Ruth and conversations with Lou Gehrig. And I just thought, God, this is just, I must have read that book 10 times when I was a kid. And so uh, I'm at Prentice Hall and, and the Frank Graham's book ended, I think, 1946, if I'm not mistaken. So I thought this 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 book that I'd like to write would be a very fine sequel to the glory of uh, I'm sorry to 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 New York Yankees by uh, by Frank Graham. So I basically walked down to the trade book uh, editor, you know the, the the guy in charge. His name was Nick Dincheco, and I knocked on his door. And yeah. it was small enough. It was small enough that he didn't have three secretaries stopping me from coming to see him. Uh, as they do now. Um, and I walked in the door and I basically verbally proposed to him this book that would be about the Yankees from 1949 to 1964. And so, so I, I proposed during the 16 years uh, between 1949, 1964, those 16 years, the Yankees won 14 pennants and nine world championships. So I proposed to him a book about that. And he seemed he seemed to love the idea. He says he know, didn't throw you out of the office and say, get out of here. Well, amazingly enough, had he been a Red Sox fan or some <laughs> other fan, I probably my whole career it could have gone sideways at that point. <laughs> my whole career probably would have been as an attorney. Uh, but he was as big a Yankee fan as I was. And, and so I wrote a proposal and he accepted it and he gave me twenty five hundred dollars. And I proceeded to go to Yankee Stadium. I, I, I talked Marty Appel 
who was the assistant PR guy for the Yankees into letting me come and spend time at Yankee Stadium going through their files. And I did that for about four months. Um, and when it came time to write the proposal for this thing or even start writing the book, um, it occurred to me, you can't write a book based on uh, newspaper articles. So I went back to Nick Dincheco and said, I need another $2,500. I'm going to go and interview all these Yankees. And Marty Appel gave me the telephone numbers and addresses of all the former Yankees. Wow. Off, off I went. For the next two years, I went 35,000 miles traveling around the country interviewing Yankees. So that was, that was the beginning of my, you know, my, my authoring. Your authoring. And, and yeah. at what point did the lawyering go away and the authoring become the primary thing? On the day that I walked into Nick Denchico's office. You just said, that's it. I'm, I'm tra trading in the, uh, the pinstripe suit for the baseball cap. Well, as, you, as you're aware, when you write a book, it takes, you know, 25 hours a day to do it. And, and uh, for the next two years, I was on the road interviewing, you know, these Yankee players all over the place. Uh, you know, the experiences I had were really unbelievable. Peter Golenbach is the author of Whispers of the Gods. It's in bookstores in March, available for pre-order now. It's, uh, it's going to be a bestseller. Publishers Weekly loves this book, as do others. A fascinating account of the golden age of baseball with firsthand accounts from some of the biggest names in the game. Uh, Peter, you talked about, uh, as a kid, reading the book about the Yankees that, that uh, you said you, you read probably 10 times in your life. Can, right. can you go back in your mind to remember what first got you interested in baseball? No, I just think I was born with the baseball gene. It was, it was always a part of your life. Well, the, the first thing, the first thing that I can remember, I was born in 46. And the first memory that I have was the 1954 world series uh, where uh, Willie Mays made that over-the-shoulder catch uh, deep, deep, deep into center field of the polo grounds uh, off of Vic Wirtz. I mean, that's my very first memory. Wow. It was in 54. In 1956, I mean, my uncle, my uncle was Jackie Robinson's lawyer. And so in 1956 at the World Series, my uncle took me to the game. It was actually the game right before Larson's perfect game. Uh, and Tom Sturdivant was actually, I believe, the pitcher who won it. I believe uh, Carl Erskine lost the game that day, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but after the game, Uncle Justin took me down to, to meet with Jackie. Jackie was buying a home in Stanford, Connecticut, where I lived. And, uh, and that was something. Wait a minute. Wait. So you're 10 years old and you meet Jackie Robinson? Yes, that's exactly right. Unbelievable. I know. I, I, I had two very important people in my life back then. Mickey Mantle was one of them and Jackie was the other. That's not too bad. It's not too bad at all. Peter Goldenbach is our guest today on The Big Time Talker. He's done something of a sequel to the classic The Glory of Their Times called Whispers of the Gods. He talks to Ted Williams, Phil Rizzuto, Roger Maris, the list just goes on and on of these legendary players. Um, 
What is it about the game of baseball, Peter? If you can step away from it, you've been so immersed in it for so many years, but what is it about the game that for so many of us feels so timeless? I mean, it's a very, very interesting question. I mean, I, I, I do believe, you know, uh, during, you know, times when half the country is split off from the other half of the country, uh, it's, it's the one event uh, where you can go and sit next to, you know, if, 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 if you're a Democrat, you can go to a game and sit next to two Trumpers and, and all of you can root for your team. And, right. And nobody's going to be terribly upset. Uh, on the other hand, of course, if, if you're a Tampa Bay Rays fan and you're sitting next to two Red Sox fans, you know, that's, that, that might be trouble. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but, but baseball, I do believe, is something that unites this country. Uh, the love of the game, there's certainly many, many, many people in this country who do love it. Um, and and because I know I, I I play on something called the in in the half century softball league. Uh, I've been playing this this is a softball league for people fifty years between the years of fifty and seventy five. Right this is now, my twenty my twenty sixth year playing softball with these people, and um, you know they're all of different persuasions politically, and yet when you're on that ball field, everybody is a team. Uh, you're all together. Your politics don't matter. Um, there, there are two kinds of people in this world. Uh, they're the people when they're, you know, six, seven years old, pick up a glove and a bat and a ball and uh, know what to do with it. And, and, and people who never did, you know, that's, that's, to me, that's, that's the separation. The book is called Whispers of the Gods. Peter Golenbach is the author it's due in bookstores in March. It's available now for pre-order. So if you have a baseball fan in your life, if you're a baseball fan, you want to get that uh, while spring training is happening before the crack of the bat at the beginning of the 2022 season. Um, you, you spent some number of years interviewing all of these legends. And it may be tough for you to put this in, into words quickly, but if you can, sort of categorize these legendary players and tell me if you think there's anything that these gentlemen have in common. What do they have in common? That they're really smart. They're no dumb Major League Baseball players. None. They're really smart. You have to be a very smart person to be able to play this game. It's a very, very complicated game. Uh, much more complicated than, you know, somebody who doesn't know anything about it might think. Um, you know, every pitch is important. Every play is important. Um, and, and you not only have to be able to play the game, but you also have to be able to get along uh, with your teammates. You have to get along with your manager. You have to get along with your general manager. Uh, you have to not do something where the owner hates you. Um, <laughs> you know, you have to be something of a politician, you know, as well. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's always interesting to me, those people who, who don't toe the line, uh, the controversial players, they're really my favorites. And tell me about that. Why, why are they your favorites? Why are the rabble rousers, the ones that, uh, that push back? Why are they your favorites? 
I think they're the most interesting. You know, people who who I just I I have a book out right now called Valentine's Way. Right. I did, I did with Bobby Valentine. Um, and, and I was going to call that book Big Mouth because he, <laughs> he was always getting in trouble by saying saying things. Um, you know, he would he would, you know, comment. One of one of his teammates was just traded away. And so the, the reporter came and asked him, you know, what do you think about the fact that you traded this guy away? Clyde Wright was his name. And, and Bobby said, oh, we didn't need him. It's, it's no big deal. And so so the first time Clyde Wright is on the mound facing Bobby, Clyde Wright hits him in the head with a oh. pin. Yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. Exactly right. So, um, you know, if you're lucky enough to find somebody who is, you know, totally truthful and inhibited, uh, uninhibited, um, you know, the way Billy Martin was, the way Sparky Lyle was, Greg Nettles to a certain extent was the same way. And Valentine in Valentine's way uh, was unbelievable. I interviewed this. I interviewed Bobby for 40 hours. Usually I talk to people for 20, 25 hours to do a book. And, and Bobby just was, you know, one of the most fascinating people I've ever run across. And so, so the joy of doing this book is sitting and listening to them tell you their stories. And then after they do that, you then, you know, transcribe the, the, the material and then, Hopefully, if, if, you know, if you know what you're doing, uh, the people reading the book will have the same experience that you do. So, you know, like most of the folks who are listening right now, uh, you know, I have a baseball story. I grew up in the 1970s. I grew up in West Virginia, the nearest major league team, the Cincinnati Reds, the Big Red Machine. Yep. You're talking about the bad boys of baseball. Pete <laughs> Rose would have to be at the top of that list. Yep. So the eternal question Pete Rose, does he deserve to be in the in the Hall of Fame? What say you? Says me, yes, of course he should be in the Hall of Fame. Yes. I mean, it's it's hilarious to me right now who is sponsoring the NFL and who is sponsoring Major League Baseball. These gambling sites. I mean, That's it's true. It's unbelievable. Valley Sports, which is, you know, Valley from Las Vegas. Uh, Caesar Sportsbook. You're exactly right. Sportsbook. You know now they're 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 paying millions of dollars to Major League Baseball, and the, and you're going to keep Pete Rose out because Pete Rose bet on baseball. Come on, give me a break. Peter Goldenbach is our guest. The book is Whispers of the Gods. It uh, offers a great account of the golden age of baseball, straight from the mouths of the players. Um, even with your book title, though, Peter, Whispers of the Gods, yeah. you have put these men on a pedestal. And yet, just like Pete Rose, they're men. They're humans. Is there a danger in putting these past legends of baseball up on that high a pedestal? What's the danger? Oh, the danger, Pete. No. No, there's no danger. These people can hit better than you can. They can pitch better than you can. They can run faster than you can. No, no, these are your heroes. I mean, I, you know, who was my great, who was the greatest hero that I had? It was Mickey Mantle. He certainly was my hero. And and and, and I'll never forget. It was so funny. I, I While I was doing Dynasty, I was going to go and interview Mickey at his home in Dallas. So I fly to Dallas and I get on the phone and I call his home. 
And his wife answers and says, Mickey's in New York. Oh. <laughs> oh. So, so I got on a plane, another plane, went back to New York, where, you know, Mickey is in the in the clubhouse for some reason. And I I, I was just too awed to to go up to him. So I went over to Ellie Howard. I said, Ellie, would you mind introducing me to Mick? And Ellie, who's a lovely, lovely guy, of course, said, sure, I'd be happy to. And so Ellie and I walk over to Mickey and, and you know, Ellie introduces the two of them. I said, Mick, you know, uh, can we take a few minutes so I can, inter you know, interview you? And Mickey looks at me and he goes, no. <laughs> oh! <laughs> and then he starts laughing. <laughs> and he gave me the absolute most marvelous interview uh, that I, I could have ever imagined, where he's telling me, you know, this this was 1972. Uh, he had retired in 1968, so he was out of the game about four years, and he's telling me these nightmares that he's having, uh, where uh, he's hearing the PA announcer now batting third, number seven, Mickey Mantle. And Mickey's standing outside of Yankee Stadium, and he can't find the door to get in. Wow. And he wakes up in a cold sweat, and he's telling me about these, these nightmares that he has. I mean, he was – I just wanted to hug the guy. He was just so – you know, maybe, you know, one of the four or five greatest players who ever played the game, but he was – he had no – feeling that he was special you know he it was like you know why do people like me I, I don't understand it he didn't he never understood it you know he was somewhat abused as a child when he played for the Yankees Stengel abused him as well treated him terribly uh, always wanted him to play better by by telling him how bad he was which is you know for a, a needy guy like Mickey that's not a not a great way to be you know uh, the manager. So, and, and I guess, Peter, what I, what I say is there a danger in putting these men on a pedestal. You know, when, when you're a kid and you look up to an idol and that idol falls from grace, whether it's a baseball player who, who cheats in the game or, uh, you know, a rock star who becomes, uh, you know, a heroin addict and, and dies of an overdose, is that a bad thing? You know, that, that we do put these human beings in, in sort of a place of reverence or is it a good life lesson that, look, people are human. They are what they are. It's, it's more of a good life lesson. You know, I, 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 don't, uh, I, I don't think less of Janis Joplin or Jimi Hendrix uh, because they died of drug abuse. I don't. I mean, they were spectacular performance, performers who had, um, who had problems and, and they couldn't overcome their problems. You know, the John Belushi's of this world. I mean, just uh, you just feel bad for them. The book is Whispers of the Gods. The award-winning, best-selling author is Peter Golenbach, and uh, he's written over 20 bestsellers now. The new book features the reminiscence of baseball legends, hundreds of hours of interviews that Peter conducted with the likes of Roy Campanello, Ted Williams, Phil Rizzuto, Roger Maris, 
uh, Rex Barney, Ellis Clary, the list just goes on and on. If you're a baseball fan, you've got to check out Whispers of the Gods in bookstores in March, available now for pre-order wherever you get books. Um, you know, there's been talk of, of will there be a strike in 2022 and lockdowns and other issues in, in the game. And it seems to me, looking at it as a casual observer, and you're, you're certainly as inside baseball as inside baseball can be, that, that baseball never completely recovered from the last strike. And I wonder, as you look at the game, if you think that the baseball of the era of the players you interviewed for Whispers of the Gods, was baseball more important then than it is now in America? Well, you know, I guess it all depends on who you're asking. Right. Um, I, I, I don't have the perspective to really be able to know. I know that right now, a certain generation of kids who are, say, between the ages of 12 and, say, 22, uh, are more than anything else doing Xbox, you know, where they're sitting and, and you know, typing with their fingers, playing games on, on the, the screen. Right. And, and from what I understand is that these competitors of Xbox can make a million dollars. They can fill, they can fill Madison Square Garden, you know, two of them sitting there playing against each other with, you know, 15,000 Xboxers sitting in the garden watching them do it. You know, apparently this is what's uh, taken away from all sports, not just baseball. But football and basketball and hockey as well. Uh, also, we have uh, which what, what what we didn't have when I was a kid is that there's this tremendous interest in soccer. Right. I know a lot of kids. My my son played soccer. He also played baseball. I'm glad to say, but there are a lot of kids uh, who who just play soccer. And so, if you don't play baseball, you don't have the interest in baseball that that you would have had had you played the game. So I, I don't know. Um, there's certainly enough people who still love the game where it's still important. Um, you know, that, that again, uh, to me, athletics is, is among the most important activities, uh, you know, that people can both, you know, perform in and also watch. It's, it's uh, part of America. I read a book by the late, great Larry King who called uh, baseball so unimportantly important. And I always remember that quote, that that was fantastic. And I think that if you're a baseball fan, you're going to love this book about all-stars and Hall of Famers, baseball heroes of the past, whispers of the gods from Peter Goldenbach. Uh, the, the last question I have for you is, I know you're a Florida guy now. Honestly, how much time yeah. do you spend going out to spring training games and, and how much baseball do you watch these days? Well, I'm a season ticket holder to the Tampa Bay Rays. Nice. And my friend Ray Arsenault was a professor at USF. He and I, we have season tickets together and we go to every game. Still enjoy it as much as you did when you were a kid? As much as ever. I love it. Peter Golenbach, thank you so much for your time today. My pleasure. Thank you so much, Burke. The book is Whispers of the Gods, a fascinating account of the golden age of baseball. Available in bookstores in March. 
Pre-order online now for the baseball fan in your life. Hey, thank you so much for listening to our Big Time Talker podcast. We're brought to you by SpeakerMatch.com, the world's largest online virtual speakers bureau. If you're a platform speaker or you're a meeting planner, find one another at SpeakerMatch.com. For our guest, Peter Goldenbach, in his book, Whispers of the Gods, I'm Burke Allen, broadcasting live today from the beautiful U.S. Virgin Islands. Thank you so much for listening. Now, go out and make it a great day. Bye, everybody.